You are listening to episode number 462 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas, including 27 episodes of Vintage Vegas, 43 anti-ups, and 79 Vegas cocktails, and a lot, lot more. All for $7 as a per-month subscription to Patreon, and you can find that at patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a twenty-four hour a day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesar's Palace, is it? Want to gamble? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road I think probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Now I know you're a fan of history like I am, but have you ever heard or seen the program For All Mankind? I have not heard of it, but I'm writing it down. Tell me more. It's an Apple uh, Apple program, so you got to have Apple TV. But, and an uh, Apple series. It's like a yeah, it's right. like a TV series. But the cool thing about it is it's it's the space race. But what happens if the Russians beat us? And it changes like everything because then America gets more competitive about it, and they, it, it causes the advancement of women to go into space earlier. And it, it's it's got a completely different tangent. Uh, historical, all based on on the fact that Russia beat us to the moon and how everything changes. It's fascinating. Well, it is interesting. That is interesting. Huh. All right. Well, I as I shared with you off mic, I'm going to be hanging around a lot this weekend, so I'll be looking for things to watch, and I will I will add that to the old uh, I'll add that to the old uh, uh, to do watch list. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, if you guys are interested in some mindless entertainment, always uh, yeah. uh, we. Uh, the wife and I caught two movies that are available um, on, hmm, I think one's on Hulu, that Five Nights at Freddy's, which is supposed to be a, a campy sort of horror movie right. that takes place at, a, at a, like a showbiz pizza or a Chuck E. Cheese pizza. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that, one was, that one was pretty good. Huh. Um, also, we just, like literally 20 minutes ago, finished watching uh, Totally... Ah, oh, geez, I gotta text my wife now. Totally something, and it's uh, it's fun because it's it's like um, Back to the Future meshes with a, a horror movie where this girl goes back in time, like the whole. And I'm not giving anything away by by, by giving the premise out. Okay. This woman go, Tosh, my wife must be able to hear me downstairs. It's called <laughs> Totally Killer because that's the text I just got. <laughs> awesome. Totally Killer. It is. Uh, it takes place in 1987. And it's it is it's cute. It's it's about an hour and a half, and it's it's worth it's worth an hour and a half uh, to watch it. So kind of mm-hmm. kind of a scream like who done it okay. murder mystery, um, but it's 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 cute. It's it's definitely worth an hour and a half watching. So right. so there you go. Karen, do you have any programming that you'd like to, to pitch? I know, right? Karen, <laughs> now it's your turn. Now it's Karen's turn to give a recommendation. I was not prepared for this. I did not know that was what we were going to be discussing. <laughs> Well, if you think of something, yeah. make sure to chime in. <laughs> All right, listen, we should probably start the show. He's Mark, she's Karen, I'm Tony, and as always, we start with Random Vegas. 
The office of Sam Ace Rothstein in the Tangier Sportsbook in Martin Scorsese's casino was filmed on site of an unopened casino at the Jockey Club. Got that from at Sumacorp. I didn't even know the Jockey Club had a casino in it. I was just going to say, you better give me some insights. But so to our not to the best of our knowledge, present day, the Jockey Club does or does not have does a casino. not. It does not. Got it. Got it. OK. Yeah, it's just okay. the time. Sure. OK. No, that was that was super interesting because I thought all of the uh, casino shots were would have been from this um, um, Riviera. Right. So, so did I. But I think they had a, a unique office that overlooked the uh, the casino. So they, they wanted something different for the eye. Yeah. No, that was that was cool. I was it was I, I know that scene very well, particularly yeah. where it's. Uh, I think it's supposed to be the county commissioner comes in and wants yes, to get his Pat nephew's yeah, jo- job back. So, All right, how about the Twit Pick of the Week? One of the reasons Vegas is like no place on the planet is a wide array of architecture it has on display. It has a mixture of traditional, themed, and many in a category of their own. Unfortunately, creativity that brought us the likes of Caesar's Palace, Paris, and Excalibur, shared here by Atlas underscore when, seems to have been forgotten or at least abandoned. The situation leaves those that appreciate them to desperately fear that the themes that make the city so unique are now targets for redevelopment by those who thought an office park on the Strip was something visitors wanted. The uh, the only constant in life is change, so rather than lament the inevitable, we should just try and enjoy what we have while we have it. It's a nice picture. You know, we've we've talked about this on the podcast, perhaps ad nauseum. So I, I, I will I will not belabor it. But the one thing I will constantly go back to is even when Vegas wasn't what it became that we know now, thanks to the 90s, even pre 90s, they still did some sort of fun theme, even if they mm-hmm. didn't thoroughly embrace it. Agreed. They still did some fun themes, whether it was the dunes or um, oh, there's another one, the Sahara. Thunderbird, or you know, just things like that. I, I wish, I wish they would at least, again, not put a uh, what did you d- delightfully call it here, a uh, office park on the strip. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good Gee, line. Which, which property is he referring to with that one? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't, I don't have much more to add. I mean, it's always it's unique. I mean, because Excalibur is one of the. Very distinctive properties. Right? You can't... On, it's one of the things that pops out at you. Yeah. And so kind of seeing this construction view of it is... It's interesting. I don't know that I'm overly excited about the picture, but... It's, <laughs> it's one of those ones I'm like, I have to have that for the collection. Sure. <laughs> this is where... One of those weeks where Mark's like, I just like the picture. Okay. <laughs> and and as, we, as I sometimes say sarcastically, sometimes I think your write-up is better than the picture itself. I, <laughs> I would probably put that in this category it's a, it's a cool picture to get to see right but i your write-up is just um i just think so appropriate so thank you all right as always we will link to the photo on our blog we'll feature it on all of our social media outlets such as Flickr, pinterest facebook and twitter let's get into the news Brought to you by stripwalking.com for the ultimate customizable POV walking experience in Vegas. Check out stripwalking.com. Hey, guess what, listeners? New words on the script. For <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stripwalking. It'll get better each week, I promise. The book, Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim, is the most succinct telling of the mob's time in Vegas that we've ever read. 
It cuts through all the myths and gives you the details of organized crime's time in the city. It specifically focuses on how the mob stole money before it was reported as earnings to the IRS and how it worked until it didn't anymore. Learn how the mob controlled the entire operation with a single point man whose job it was to make sure that the skim ran as smoothly as possible. This masterpiece is a quick read and very much worth every moment you put into it. Like an Onion, The Vegas Skim is available now on Amazon.com. All right, so first one, we are on the eve of F1 in Vegas. Yes. The Venetian is installing invitation-only trackside viewing VIP grandstands to their frontage at the expense of their gondola attraction. As is common, some people are losing their minds over the temporary accommodations for F1. As a reminder, although it won't prevent the loudest of mouths from bitching about it, it should take about two weeks to tear down all these accommodations. Also, we're told that next year's race shouldn't require the infrastructure development that this year's inaugural race did. Amusingly, despite signing a 10-year contract with F1, there's hoping this year's event will be a first and last time the race is in town. Uh, are about to get a swift kick in the nads when uh, a rumor surfaced that F1 is considering moving their headquarters to Vegas. Apparently, they're very happy with their half-billion-dollar paddock building they constructed for the event. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. I, I, I know many people have lamented, you know, oh, one and done, like, you're out of your mind. It's not going any- No one drops a half-a-billion dollars and then leaves. Right. Speaking of temporary conditions, it was revealed this week that the whiteout coverings installed on the pedestrian bridge crossing Las Vegas Boulevard have already been vandalized by people who want to enjoy the view from said bridges. Specifically... People are tearing them down so they can see the sphere. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Lastly. You're like, no, we don't want to look at your stupid F1. Right, exactly. Where's the glowing <laughs> orb? <laughs> Lastly, F1 upgraded tickets for people who purchase seats at a planned HG grandstands. I don't know. I think I, that's got to be a typo. Anyway, um, th- this section had some unforese- uh, unforeseen sightline issues. And once they were discovered, they decided to not build it. So they relocated people to more expensive seats uh, at no additional cost. I don't know exactly where it was, uh, it was other, other than on, on Harman. West Harmon. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't. At least they got an upgrade. Yeah. No, they did. And they're, I think where they, they moved them all to is over actually by the sphere. Oh, okay. So they'll have a view of the sphere plus the races. It's gotcha. Going, so. Yeah, I got nothing to contribute. <laughs> the only thing I, I would add to this personally, as far as uh, navigating the strip with this construction construction that's going on, uh, we met up with a good friend of the show, Tim Kennedy, and his wife yesterday, Thursday, yes. for dinner, and we went to Giada's, so I had to get to Cromwell from work, and so I came in, I came in from the east side, obviously, because I, I was in Henderson, so I kind of came up and then went over, which is the opposite way of how we normally come in. Mm-hmm. And so I got stuck on Flamingo, just east of the Strip, and that is where they have constructed one of those temporary bridges that go up and over. It goes up and over Koval, mm-hmm. uh, because the cars are going to be driving underneath it. Right. Uh, it took me 40 minutes to go half a mile. <laughs> oh, and I'm not kidding you. At first, when the GPS sort of yes. popped up and it said, oh, they'll, they'll take 40 minutes, I'm like, it's right there. It can't take that long. I had trouble long. finding an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it it took that long, so um, wow. it's it's going to be interesting next week to see how this all. Yeah, I, I'm out. not of the doomsdayers that are like stay away from Vegas right now, but yeah, you are going no. to walk a lot. 
Yes. You're, you're going to walk a lot. If you want to get anywhere, cabs are not going to be what's going to get you there. Uh-huh. You're going to have to stomach that to get to your uh, to your resort destination, and then you're going to want to walk the rest of it. And I'm, I'm assuming sure. I will have more of an update next week because, again, I have a dinner scheduled um, at Morimoto right. on Thursday night next week, and then I have the Jose Andreas lunch on Friday afternoon. So I'm sure I will okay. be able to give you a in-person here's what it's like during right. these times kind of thing getting down there. So yeah. We'll see. All right. Good luck. Thank you. Mark, what's going on with the Mirage Mountain? The RJ is reporting that Paramount Global, the parent company of the Super Bowl's broadcast home CBS, will construct the Paramount Mountain on top of the Mirage Volcano. Beginning February 8th, tourists will be able to enter the block-long attraction that will feature interactive experiences inspired by the brand's signature titles, including Transformers, Yellowstone, Star Trek, and more. Additionally, it will have a 4D simulation gondola ride available at, uh, at the top of the mountain peak. The attraction will be available four days leading up to the Super Bowl. I, I want to hate this, but there's kind of so it just, much. It sounds stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, it does. But right. I, I'm I'm interested to see, uh, you know, what if they do paper mache or they really go to town on this thing. Yeah. Huh. I um, my mind's eye can't really wrap its head around. Oh, that's, wow, that's a lot of <laughs> a lot of bad analogies all rolled into one. <laughs> I can't really figure out yet how that's going to look or what that's going to how that'll play out on top of the Mirage volcano. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna basically use the volcano's base and then build a snow-covered mountaintop uh, on top of it. Which is And then stupid. they're going to put a gondola ride on top of that? They say it's 4D, like so a, it's got to be a simulator. Like it's a not gondola a real... that um, will take you from, like, mountaintop to mountaintop? Right. So not like a gondola like Venetian has, like a... Almost like a... Right, thank you, Karen. That was... <laughs> That's where I was you. throwing you off, sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. It's just... I'm like, but, but, but even just having a ride, period, even, even just 4D... I, I don't know if I would want to be placed on top of the Mirage Volcano. That that seems like that's made out of paper mache. <laughs> I think I mean, the original I, was. I was going to say, I trust their engineers probably know it. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're not letting me do it. They're not, yeah. they're, it's not like when I was in high school and I had to make a pinata with flour, water, and strips of newspaper. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, oh, man, yeah. Tropicana Troubles, what's up? CDC Gaming is reporting that, despite recording the best-ever third-quarter revenue for the company, in a recent earnings call, Bally's Corp., owners of the Tropicana in Las Vegas, blamed the uncertainty surrounding the property's proposed destruction so a new stadium can be built for the Oakland A's uh, were the reason for the underperforming property. Bally's came up $62 million short of profitability. In related news, Bally's announced that they will eliminate 300 positions in preparation for White Hat Gaming to take over interactive operations. Lastly, Tropicana is partnering with Maverick Gaming to open a poker room on 1117. That's a lot of what? Yeah. 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 I mean, okay, so so despite having best ever third quarter revenue, mm-hmm. they lost money? Yeah. How? I, I don't, it doesn't even make sense. They lost less money than they had been losing up here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not like they're putting any money into the property. And so if your revenues are up, which means people are coming. Right. So how how do you... This makes no sense. And I wish you had a link on this one because now I want to... Yeah, unfortunately I had to piece this together from multiple news sources. So 
That's why I don't have one on this one. Sorry. Well, and then, I mean, this is neither here or there, but I think there was a, a rumor or some comment on Twitter that, you know, Tropicana is going to get demolished regardless of whether or not the A's come and use I can that see that happening site. just because, you know, it's everybody wants the new shiny thing, and that's that's what but Tropicana that's, or what Bally's is, is looking at. That's a lot of, of construction costs without any assistance because if the stadium doesn't go there, they're going to have to come up with some funding to knock that sucker down. And well, you also have to remember, themselves. remember Tropicana was going to have 10,000 rooms. They were they had that massive renovation they were going to do yeah. to the property. So there's there's been a lot of things proposed for this this property. I'll, oh, I know. I'll, None of it's come to fruition. Yeah, I'll take a wait-and-see stance on this one. Well, it sounds like that's a place that uh, for folks like myself who have yet to stay there and want to experience all of the different casinos before they're gone, maybe need to push it up on our um, You should. It's list. a good property. They just fucked us over <laughs> a couple times oh, yeah, so right, we don't hang right. out with them. <laughs> this story is this story is phenomenal. This story makes me want to get licensed in Nevada just to be able to work for the Nevada Gaming Commission to truly understand <laughs> all of the in- in- intricacies of it. So with that, let me lead you into trespassing jackpots. Nevada regulators are working to address a policy that has been in place for years, but have but has come up on a growing problem. I said that all wrong, didn't I? It doesn't matter. Trespassing is the problem. <laughs> the most recent example of the issue is regarding a serial trespasser at Casablanca Hotel and Casino in Mesquite, Nevada. A person who had been kicked out of the property on a number of occasions for petty theft, drunken disorderly conduct, and various other offenses, eventually earning the designation of banned or he eventually earned it. However, that hasn't prevented the person from returning to the property on a number of occasions. During one instance, the criminal hit a jackpot over the reporting threshold requiring a hand pay, valid ID, and some paperwork. This is how the criminal was once again discovered to be trespassing. Now once discovered, the property refused to pay out the jackpot to the criminal. The criminal challenged the policy to the Nevada Gaming Commission, and in a split decision, the NGC informed the property that they needed to pay out the jackpot to the criminal since the machine did not malfunction. Since the current penalties for violating such policies appear to be null or at least not severe enough to deter such behavior, Curiosity asks, what sort of crime does one have to commit that will effectively remove them from a property and the benefits of their gambling options? In our opinion, not only should the criminal not be allowed to such a jackpot, they should be punished more severely for continuing to violate said policies, perhaps in jail time. That was, Karen and I joked about it. I'm like, yeah, you can have your money. You've got to spend uh, 30 days in jail, though. <laughs> that wouldn't be worth it for It's all part of the payout. Yeah, right? <laughs> the commission is now discussing whether or not the policy needs to be updated. Clearly it does. No word on when the ruling will be made. To give you an idea of how much this is an issue, Clark County Assistant DA said in the month of July there were 87 trespassing cases reported. Yeah, this this seemed like like a no-brainer to me. I, I he's he's a criminal. He's not allowed to be on the property. So how could he possibly win something? I'm surprised that the NGC said that he they had to pay it out. Yeah. But I guess I look at it this way. Technically, it doesn't sound like this guy was ever arrested. He was just kicked out of the property and told not to come back. So well, no, he was arrested for petty theft. Uh, wait, was it petty theft? Yeah. Uh, trespassing and um, something else. The drunken disorder. Oh, yeah, drunken disorder. So yeah, the police have been involved. Okay, well, 
then I guess that my argument isn't going to hold water then. Because um, I was thinking if it was just the property decided that, hey, we don't want you here. Right. But he snuck back in and won. Then I'm like, okay, well, you know, he's there. He won it. But if he'd done something criminal like this guy has, mm-hmm. I don't think he should have gotten paid out for it. Like, you're not supposed to be there. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. This is this is interesting. I My guess is, and, and I... Not a lawyer in Nevada, so take what I'm saying with like a grain of salt. But my guess is being trespassed is probably a is one lane to drive in, whereas winning a jackpot is a different lane to drive in. Mm-hmm. And my guess is those lanes run parallel. They don't run perpendicular. I mean, they don't right. cross one another. Right. And so I suspect what will likely have to happen is and this is what is so bullshit about it, because, you know, Nevada Nevada gives so much power to the the Nevada Gaming Control Board, right? Mm -hmm. And the Nevada Gaming Control Board, to some degree, some would argue perhaps more than they should, gives deference to the casinos. So it's interesting that in this instance where, because I understand the point of the, and I'm not trying to get, you know, 30,000 foot overview here in in, in wax poetic, but (laughs) if the point of the Gaming Control Board is to oversee the casinos to make sure that we have faith in the casinos, that we are given a, a good, fair gamble, whatever, quote unquote good or fair would be uh, gamble um, it would only seem logical then that you would also then allow the casinos to say if we don't want a person on our property we're no longer required to accommodate their play regardless of if they sneak in right. and do the the, the, the the gaming despite us being able to literally have stopped them at the door and so what I fear is likely going to happen is the casino will have to go to a court get a court to say okay this guy had been trespassed before. Right. He shouldn't have been here. Ergo, because he shouldn't have been here, he shouldn't have gotten the jackpot. And so we don't, you know, okay, judge, please tell us we now have the right to not have to pay this person their money. Right. Would be my guess. But I, again, if if one lane is, hey, being there or not being there is different than having to pay out the the slot. Because you, you did pick up on an interesting comment that you made here Um and I read about this too. It had something to do with the line uh, because the slot machine didn't malfunction. Right, right. As in, the only way a a person who is a quote unquote legal gambler, right? Like you don't have to pay the, somebody under the age of twenty one if they hit the jackpot. Right, right. But but I, in my opinion, I believe that this individual, and this is probably the argument that the attorney for the casino is going to make, this person who had been eighty six from the casino is, in the eyes of the law, no different than someone who's 20 years old and, and hit a jackpot they Agreed. should be entitled to the completely jackpot. agree so with you these will this will be very very fun and this one i can almost bell darn guarantee is going to wind up as some sort of um legal lounge assuming Ooh. i can get enough information yeah, yeah yeah enough information court documents to be able to read and review and figure out what laws are counting on and relying on and justification so, so. Nice. a little teaser there i know i know right i know i'm a fan okay something that my wife is all about Name the two things my wife loves so much. The Wizard of Oz and Escape Rooms. No way. <laughs> Absolutely. She is, as a matter of fact, so a uh, little man behind the curtain for the listeners. Uh, my wife and I went to Denver last weekend. Um, and uh, we spent a couple of, well, we spent, we really were in Blackhawk because we wanted to check out all the casinos. And thank you mm-hmm. to uh, the wonderful Twitterverse who gave us recommendations on where to stay. Uh, we indeed did stay at the Horseshoe. Um, but when we were in when we were in Denver doing just kind of touristy things, we went to their aquarium. And one of the things that the the Denver Aquarium had was a 4D experience. And they and every you know 15 minutes they ran a different 
well, 15 minute video. Mm-hmm. And the one that we happened to have stopped in on by total and utter dumb luck was they had taken the movie uh, Wizard of Oz, they edited it down to 15 minutes <laughs> and turned it into a 4D movie. And it was it was just it was really interesting to get huh. to see you know how well they were able to take a move from you know the 1930s and convert it into 4D. It was it was super cool. It was super cool. But anyway, so to hear about uh, the Wizard of Oz and Escape Room, tell us more. The Wizard of Oz, the experience. The Wizard of Oz, the experience. That's not how it goes. Wizard of Oz, <laughs> the experience is an escape room experience coming to Vegas March 23rd of 2024. Using your phone, you will follow hidden clues to solve puzzles and challenges around the city. The event runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., but the experience lasts approximately 90 minutes to complete. Tickets cost $40 for teams of up to six adults. Kids go for free. For those so inclined, there is a costume contest as well. So it doesn't sound like this is actually a room. It it sounds like this is almost like a treasure hunt around the city. See, I thought the same thing, but they kept referring to it as an escape room, so I went with it. Well, and okay, so I guess maybe I'm a little less interested now. When I saw this, when I read it as, quote unquote, the city, I assumed they meant like Emerald City, right? Like they built the room to look oh. like the Emerald City from oh. the Wizard of Oz. Okay, that would make more sense. Because, yeah, running around doing a scavenger hunt around the uh, city of Vegas would might lose my interest. <laughs> Real fast. Real yeah, fast. this outdoor escape room style experience. Okay. Okay. Where is it going to be outdoors? Uh, all over yeah. the whole city. Well, that's what I mean. That, 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 I think you're right. I think it's more of a scavenger hunt or, or treasure hunt or whatever the hell they call well, it. Well, you know, I got to say that in that regard, that makes a lot more sense because I couldn't figure out how do you do an escape room that only runs six hours but is supposed to last 90 minutes? You'd only be able to do four a day. Right. And that seems like a terrible use of, you know, your money. Like, how will you ever get your money back if you're only able to do four a day at forty dollars? Right. The link that so, you have here, Mark, only goes to like a place to buy tickets. It really doesn't have any other description of the event. Huh. On there. I wanted to poke around and see what else was in the article. I basically gave you everything that was on that link. Well, add something else to between now and March twenty third. I'm going to add to my list to continue monitoring. <laughs> oh, this story. Hilarious and heartbreaking all at once. I'm I'm sorry about what ends up happening, but the on the face of it, I'm like, oh, this is too good. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on with naked crimes? A naked man captured on camera downtown got into a fight with Las Vegas police before stealing a patrol vehicle. With that vehicle, the accused got into a serious crash, causing the driver of the other vehicle to become paralyzed on the right side of their body. Police were initially called to the scene because the accused was walking in the middle of the road trying to get hit by a vehicle. The naked man now faces felony charges including robbery, disobeying a peace officer, grand larceny, and battery. Cocaine and marijuana are being blamed for such behavior. Well, let's let's call it what it is. Uh, marijuana is... Uh, we've talked about that before. How many violent crimes you ever heard somebody <laughs> did stoned? You know, <laughs> the cocaine. Yeah, the, the cocaine is uh, much, I'm gonna much guess more the driving force yeah, behind exactly. this. <laughs> yeah, the video, the video of this, of, of this guy, <laughs> yes. like literally. I know, you know what it reminds me of? It's kind of <laughs> like um, Full Metal Jacket, where it's like, it's funny in the beginning, and then it goes on, and you're like, oh, and you hit oh, somebody, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he yeah. literally like ran over, literally was running over the, the 
officer that was trying to yeah he was, he was him. trying to yeah pull him out of the driver's and he jumped in it wasn't it wasn't like a squad car it was almost like a, a utility truck yeah yep uh, but yeah he just hopped in and ran you know took off with it and you could see the the officer behind him kind of running behind he's lucky he didn't get hurt too he is he really is I mean it, sure the video was funny but then to your point when you kind of stop and go ooh that's that's mm-hmm. not that's not a good situation yeah. Oh, another, oh, again, another one of these where I want to love the story, but <laughs> the victim is, well, it, the victim is the heartbreaking part about the story, so I can't love it that much, but right. hookers gone wild. <laughs> an unlicensed sex worker is accused of beating an older man with limited mobility to near death inside his hotel room at Caesar's Palace, then stealing thousands of dollars in the process. According to the victim, he brought back the woman to his room and paid her $500 for her services. After a few minutes passed, the hookers asked for payment for services again. The man informed the woman he had already paid her, and she became confrontational, eventually attacking him. Confrontational? Confrontational, is that what I wrote? Or is that what I said? That's what you said. <laughs> that might be this week's show title, Confrontational. <laughs> the, uh, the man's injuries include multiple face fractures. Before leaving the victim, uh, it reported that she stole $6,000 from him. Video from the taxi she got in after these events uh, shows her throwing up almost immediately when she got into the vehicle, then apologized and gave the driver an extra 100 to, quote, get her out of here. Once she arrived at her destination, she tipped the driver another 200 saying, quote, you never came here. This didn't happen. <laughs> the 26-year... I know. Why does this guy have any allegiance to you? <laughs> Thanks for the money, lady, but I'm definitely telling police if they ask. <laughs> the 26-year-old sex worker now faces attempted murder charges. This is not the first time she's been arrested for prostitution. I'm sure that last part's shocking. I wonder if cocaine was in, involved in this one, too. <laughs> no, I wonder if she knew the guy that was uh, right running down the middle of the street. <laughs> Whoa, these, these stories are just, they're so good, and they're just so sad and tragic that I feel... I, I just it's weird to feel what is this feeling I have inside where I <laughs> love it but I feel bad about it is that having a soul <laughs> alright so we got a story here about the sphere struggles the sphere is experiencing is expected to post experiencing <laughs> the sphere is expected to post a quarterly loss of nearly a hundred million dollars in its defense, the sphere was only open for two days during the end of that quarter and generated $7.8 million. In related news, the CFO of the sphere abruptly resigned last week after a public screaming from Madison Square Garden company owner James Dolan. To add some context to this, a CFO quitting less than a week before an earnings call is unheard of. The last time something like this happened in Vegas, Steve Wynn filled in for the CFO that he fired and ended up singing show tunes during an earnings call eventually causing the stock price to plummet and eventually resulting in the merger with MGM Resorts. This is only the most recent executive to leave the company. Rumor is the CEO owner is kind of a screamy dick. In the earnings call, it was also insinuated that ticket prices, uh, that a ticket price hike could be coming, uh, which is bold when you consider you're already paying $100 to watch a 50-minute movie. Yeah, the, the rumor was that the CEO and the CFO got into a screaming match, and that preceded the CFO walking out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, to have a to have a CFO quit a few days before an earnings call, that's not good. No, no. Not good at all. I, um, so let me get go back to your second bullet point here. Okay. In its defense, if it, it, 
The sphere was only open for two days during the end of the quarter and generated $7.8 million in two days. In two days, yep. Yeah, that's oh, what I mean. I think this, shit. I think he's kind of, he just needs to relax a little bit. Yeah. That's, that's, when I think about, and we're going to, I'm letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. When we talk about the sphere later on at some point, um, that's, that's a lot of money for yeah. <laughs> that facility, which isn't, my words, no one else's, it's not that large of a facility. So to be able to pull on average, 3.9 ish million in a day for that facility right. means you're just getting so many people coming through there and spending their money there. Well, and that's remember just, that's, the, the revenues could also be so. Number one, there's the revenue recognition piece of it uh, with the U2 concert, right? So, although people had bought tickets before, they probably didn't recognize the revenue until the day of the event. So, okay. that's the first thing. The second thing is, um, so then, yes, you've got the concessions, right? The people coming in and if they bought drinks or whatever, which, again, I think I, I saw somebody posted the opening night of U2 that for two um, scotch and sodas, it was 100 bucks for yeah, two. Yeah, it's, it's pricey. So I don't know if it's pricey. that pricey, but it, it, it's No, it pricey. was. It, the, I vividly remember this tweet. It was yeah. for, for two double scotch and sodas was $100, which is insane. What kind of scotch, do you know? I, I don't know. They didn't say that. Probably, probably very poor quality. Probably. So see, yeah, that's that's where I'd be concerned. I'm like, if you're at least giving and, me top job. Right. And then the third revenue stream to keep in mind is um, what they're showing on the outside of the building. Mm -hmm. So if somebody has contracted with them the you know, $600,000 or whatever they were saying it would cost to put an ad up around there, um, you know, you run a couple of those and there's a, 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 you know, a million and one point. Excuse me, 1.2 million in your pocket. Oh, so. I see your point, Karen. Okay, so maybe, maybe the money isn't per se coming from bodies being in the building right. spending. Yep, I get it. Okay, you're right. Fair point. But, but I mean, to your your point, in two days, 7.8 million know, is a crap load. Relax, dude. Just relax. Yeah, it's gonna I be think, fine. Well, I think it's gonna it, work. it doesn't sound like the the CEO is that worried about it. I mean, I know, right? Yeah. Somehow the way the CFO counts, maybe it's that new math. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I mean, again, we only know what's here in the in your script, but it sounds to me like the CEO was screaming at the CFO that the numbers weren't high enough. And so I guess in your in that regard, Mark, I'm I guess I'm on your side where I think it is the CEO that's doing all the screaming and needs to calm the fuck down. Yeah, that's what he I'm was, saying. The, the he was definitely down. screaming. We don't know what he was screaming about. Right. But yeah, he was definitely in a screaming match with the the outgoing CFO. Yeah, and we're not exaggerating. Those are the specific words they reiterated that he screamed at him. Yeah. Wow. Huh. All right. This is kind of neat. This is kind of cool. Talk us. Talk to us about the Continental Returns. Silver 7 is rebranding, returning to its original name, the Continental. The Continental opened in 1981 and operated until 1999 when ownership filed for bankruptcy. It was purchased by the Herbst family and rebranded Terribles in 2000. The name to keep, what? The name to keep, uh, the, oh, the name to kept? It, it kept the name until it rebranded to. God damn, I, I did a terrible job this week. Silver Sevens in 2013. Thank you. You're welcome. Including in the rebranding is a renovation that will bring back Pink Taco to the market, formerly at Virgin, AKA Hard Rock. 
In addition to various upgrades to the gaming floor, including additional food outlets and a new facade, plans are to build a 10,000 square foot rooftop bar and lounge on top of the pork shore. The project is expected to begin in 2024, and a targeted opening is before 2025 F1 race. The property will remain open during construction. Where, where is the Silver 7s located at? Silver 7s is down by um, Virgin. Uh, it's... Oh, kind of kitty corner from it. Right, right. Okay. Interesting. I think it's like a block over. Yeah, I think it's down Flamingo. I think it's past. Yeah, I always, I always forget which which one of those side roads. But I think you might. Yeah, be you right. gotta go. You gotta cross over. I think Koval, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's on the right hand side. But still, that's this is cool. This is exciting. I um, I won't necessarily make a point to stay there, in you know, without for for example, without staying at Tropicana first. <laughs> but but I would definitely love to check it out and just to get to see it again. Yeah, me too. Uh, Eighty-one to ninety-nine. That's that's a good long. A good long haul, especially for an off-strip location. Yeah, the rendering look great too. I'm with you. I, I'm I, I'm not going to be there for the grand reopening or anything, but I definitely want to go check it out. All right, uh, that's going to do it for news. Let's roll into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. Prop bets is brought to you by Vegas Near Me. If it's fun to do or see, it's on Vegas Near Me. It's available for free on the Android and uh, iPhone platforms. LasVegasPins.com are Disney-quality enamel pins of vintage Vegas icons. The ever-expanding collection includes this week's featured pin, the Mirage. The sad news is we are going to lose the Mirage, the property that changed everything, to the ever-changing landscape of the city we love. This pin is specifically of her logo, the Mirage in cursive, with the five multicolored palm trees imprinted on a gold enamel pin. This Las Vegas pin only costs $10, 360 Vegas listeners can drop that price another 15 to 20% because new customers can use the promo code 360 to save one time 20%. And returning customers can use 360 Vegas for 15% off. Just go to LasVegasPins.com or go to our blog, 360VegasPodcast.com, and click on the banner ad for LasVegasPins.com. First up, PlayUSA.com is reporting that the MGM slash Marriott partnership that was supposed to start on October 1st has been delayed until, quote, early 2024. The very public cyber attack of MGM Resorts are believed to be the reason for the delay. <laughs> Blame them. I don't know if uh, if Marriott can back out of this deal, but... Uh, I, I would be concerned as well. I, I would. I don't blame them for kind of saying, well, hold on a second. If you're going to have access to all of our, our Marriott yeah. Rewards people's info, you've got to make sure that exactly. your shit is you know, secure. You so, have to do a little bit more than fire your, uh, your chief technology uh, right. officer. Melts Vegas is reporting that in Boyd Gaming's recent earnings call, they announced that they will begin renovations to the rooms at Main Street Station. No word if the aesthetic will be maintained, but considered the work that they just completed at Fremont, it's safe to trust that they know what they're doing. I'm excited about that. I wish they'd bring a pitch back. <laughs> so they're they're renovating the rooms, the hotel rooms. I'm presuming, right? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I stayed in one one of the renovated rooms uh, mm-hmm. before we flew to uh, Reno for for Travels Orc, and it was it was nice. I. I have been saying for the longest time, when Main Street Station makes their hotel rooms look as nice as they've made the Cal's mm-hmm. hotel yeah. rooms, yeah. I would I would almost make Main Street Station my exclusive home. And wow. now that they have, 
I think I probably will. It's a little bit of a hike to get, you know, walk all the way down to Plaza. Yeah, it's not that bad. Especially if you're, oh, no, de- all things considered, definitely not. But if you're coming from, say, Elko, oh, it's a yes. hell of, you know, yeah, it's quite a hike. haul to get from, yeah. from Elko back to Main Street Station. But um, good for them. That's I'm, I'm glad that they're putting some money uh, back to make all of the rooms renovated. I did not realize they had only renovated uh, some of them. So that's mm-hmm. good for them. That's it, it was very nice, folks. I'm telling you, give Main Street Station a chance. It is. It, I think you will find it to be very much worth your time and the money. Agreed. Monte Cristo Cigar Bar Paris is now open in the space formerly home to Napoleon's. It features a 350-square-foot humidor, 12,000 cigars from 25 different cigar brands. And if you're yes. if you're curious about the dining options, you can actually order food from the Bedford, which is just down oh, the hallway Martha a little Stewart's bit. Place. Martha Stewart's restaurant, yeah. And she's got some of her her classics. Uh, it's obviously it's a pared down menu; you can't get the whole thing. But right. she does does have her pierogies, which are phenomenal. And then uh, I know like the roast chicken, which is the other thing that she's known for. So if you're going there for a, a bourbon and a cigar, then hey, you can pick up some food from the Bedford. Right. See, I, that's where I can't. I I actually don't have a problem with, of all places, for them to have um, banned smoking. I, I have no problem with them doing it in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget. I was I had to have been about 10 years. Gather around, kitties. Grandpa's got a story. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was about 10 years old. And my, my parents went and we met up with some of my mom's family. So some of her sisters, some of her aunts and whatnot. And my cousin was there. And my cousin is conservatively... Of 12, 13 ish years older than I am. So she would have been in her mid 20s at the time when she made this observation. But it would have been circa 1987. So you were still allowed to smoke inside restaurants. And I remember my 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 roughly 22, 23, 24 year old um, cousin saying, I don't understand why people would ever want to smoke while they're eating. It seems to me like all you're going to do is like, mix the flavor of your nicotine from the cigar or from the from the cigarettes with your you know pasta or caesar salad or whatever you're eating and i completely agree i do not think that i would ever want to order uh the bedfords especially for what i'm likely going to be paying for yeah the bedford food right uh while i'm trying to smoke my cigar all i want i want the flavors from my cigar and i want the flavors from my bourbon and I think that is all my palate really wants to try to, uh, to figure out because otherwise you're going to start to coat your tongue and your palate with the food and you're not going to allow the flavors of uh, of your cigar to actually be tasted. And that's that's really right. why you smoke a cigar. You don't inhale the cigar. So you're not doing it for any sort of nicotine or, or, or breathing in of the smoke. You're right. doing it for the flavor on the palate and you're just going to confuse your mouth by <laughs> when well, you're and, a pierogi on top of it. Well, and, and to your point with the pierogies, because they're served in a brown butter sauce, so you want to talk about coating the mouth, man, that's that's going to yeah. really mess with stuff. About it. Yeah. yeah, that sounds nasty. Vital Vegas is reporting that the slides at Omega Mart are being removed. Rumor is because of injuries. <laughs> they have these at Children's Playground. What the hell did you do different? Drunk people. <laughs> right. Probably rolling off the slide. <laughs> right. The restoration of the Palms billboard sign is complete and now on display at the Neon Boneyard. This is the 24th reilluminated sign on display. It looks sharp. They did a great job with it. Go ahead and click on that one. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just filling for time. 
Breeze Airways will soon be offering nonstop flights to Vegas from Gulfport Biloxi International Airport. Starting January 12th, flights will be available on Mondays and Fridays. Smoking at table games is now allowed once again at the Venetian Palazzo. A non-smoking table can be requested. I gotta be honest you know, with you, I didn't know that ahead, you yes, couldn't. That you couldn't smoke? Yeah, not at, not, at a, not at a table. I mean, I've seen the, the properties. Uh, Cosmopolitan's one of them that you can't smoke in the walkway. Um, right. But but you can smoke at the table games. I I, haven't, I didn't know that Venetia Palazzo enacted a non-smoking at the table. <laughs> like where? So is it the reverse? Can they just, if you're playing a slot machine, can you do it? Oh, yeah. Oh, just, I think. Just <laughs> not at the table games. It's, um, it. I, I guess I'm. I will give a little bit of um, compassion to to the, the the dealers. You know, now having been a dealer actually um, at a casino that allowed smoking, you know, you, you don't. Uh, what I guess pisses me off is that you are allowed to smoke your cigarettes at the table. You're not allowed to smoke the cigars. Um, and and I'll tell you what. First of all, c- cigars have a very beautiful scent to them, unless you're smoking the Swisher Sweet. Um, but also. <laughs> The um, cigar smokers are just far more um, classy, and so they usually will, like, they'll blow their smoke up and away, they'll turn their head, whatever. When I used to deal blackjack, my God, I used to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day because the little old lady that just was a chain smoker, and she just had one cigarette after another, like... Like she sat down and she wasn't, she never left until she ran out of cigarettes in her pack of smokes. <laughs> so, uh, and trust me, she was not being considerate about it. It was just a blue haze between me and the dealer, or between me and the players at the at the blackjack tables. I, I will say, like being a former smoker, I I don't, I didn't realize like how much of a dick I was. Like I, I used to always try and blow my smoke away, but. Like thinking about stuff like uh, like you find cigarette butts on the floor all the time, or out, I mean outside, um, and you see people driving their car and they're flicking their cigarette butts out. And I'm like, what are we some littering pricks? <laughs> like why? Why because we're smoking? Do we somehow think, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just litter with this thing wherever I want to throw it? I don't know. That was my observation. The Caesar's Palace Fountain has been refurbished and back in working order. Comparisons to Bellagio's fountains are still very far fetched. Was that one supposed to be mine? I don't know. It was silent enough that I was like, I'm going for it. Well, normally, I, I didn't, I couldn't remember who did the smoking one, and usually one of you will call me out on it if it's my turn, nope. so. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to call you out on it. I'm not getting there sooner. Okay. Well, then <laughs> let, me, let me swap here. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Vital Vegas helped answer the question we had in episode 461 regarding how much does it cost to rebrand a property. It costs $2.3 million to rebrand Quad to Link. See, how does somebody not get fired for that then? Like, you put in all that R&D, and it's such a colossal failure. I mean, it's MGM Grand all over again with the giant uh, uh, lion. lion the, I mean, because, yeah. like, one of the things he was saying is that I forgot about is that Quad means four, and four is, like, a bad number for Asians because the Asian word for four means death or something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, and somebody, one of our... Listeners on, on Twitter reached out and gave some really in, in, intriguing insights about how um, you don't really appreciate how hard it is to rebrand stuff because, like, you you kind of become blind to it, and so you don't notice that maybe I'm, I'm making this up. The cocktail napkins that are being handed out still right. say the quad on it. It was it was a really interesting observation. I thought you're right. There's probably stuff everywhere that after a while you just don't quote unquote see. It's called the cobweb effect. 
that Ooh. when you see something so frequently, you don't notice when the cobweb gets kind of formed by the spider in the in the right, corner right. there by the, of the wall. But somebody brand new that walks in that's never seen the facility before and doesn't know what it usually looks like will be able to spot the cobweb because everything that they're seeing is new to them. So um, I, I get it. I get it. The, the, the point that listener was making about, yeah, you'll just randomly find shit that will still say fill in the blank or right. casino on it. I, that would be kind of cool. Well, Link has that. They still have uh, the quad Q on their trash receptacles. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yeah, but it works because oh. it's linked with a Q, so uh, yeah. I'm sure they felt they could get away with it. Yeah, that's ingenious. Access to premium content is available at patreon.com slash 360vegas. A monthly subscription will give you access to the enhanced version of the podcast, often with bonus content, exclusive podcasts like 360 Vintage Vegas, 360 Origins, 360 Vegas Movies, insider information on all things 360 Vegas, 360 Vegas Vacation, and early access to everything. To subscribe, simply go to patreon.com slash 360vegas. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Or you can find a link to Patreon on our blog, 360vegaspodcast.com. The ice rink at the Cosmopolitan is returning December 2nd. If you've never partaken in this attraction, we highly recommend it, especially the seasoned cocktails. I'm so looking forward to those. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it. Yep. It was announced that Circus Sports is taking over the sportsbook operations at Silverton. Starting January 1st, the space will begin transitioning to the brand, expected to be reopened in time for March Madness. Good for them. Why do Vegas is reporting? <laughs> that sounded really snarky. <laughs> I didn't mean for <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Plato Vegas is reporting that the Miracle Mile shops at Planet Hollywood has a new free attraction called the Lost City Show. It's located in front of the V Theater and uses 3D projection video to showcase the elements of fire, water, ice, earth, and wind across the facade of the V Theater. It's still unclear if and or when the facade will be updated to match the majority of the mall or if it will remain the old desert passage created when the property was still Aladdin. It's like a little time capsule back there. It really is. <laughs> At Jim underscore Schaefer LV is reporting that the bridge connecting the Cosmopolitan to Vidara is now complete and open for the public to use. I don't know. This makes me sad. <laughs> Why? It, just because it's 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 another reminder that they're now part of the MGM. Yeah. And it's going to only get worse. I mean, not that this... this if anything, it's, it's easier to get to Aria now. Oh, right. Absolutely. Because yeah. that's, that's kind of a iffy. It was sort of an iffy walk to get from Cosmo yeah. to Vidara. So now if you could just do it inside, it makes sense. Yeah. The topless Cleopatra statue on display at Caesar's Palace has been removed. Vital Vegas assured that she's simply being refurbished. In the meanwhile, we would recommend you find another pair of breasts to rub for luck. <laughs> and as a, as a friendly reminder, you should have permission before rubbing human breasts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Made that mistake before. Made it before. Strongly, strongly encouraged. <laughs> Construction on the temporary 760-foot bridge over Flamingo and Koval is now complete. Uh, the approved, or those approved to use the bridge while race is going on includes resort guests, those with reservations or shows, law enforcement, first responders, and resort employees. It's open to all traffic when the race is not going on. Well, open is a relative term. Right. <laughs> because there, there were cars on it. They just weren't moving very fast. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So no, it was that was where the whole bottom crawl was, point yeah. was. Yeah. Brewery Row is getting a new craft beer option in 2024. It's a second location. It's a second location of the. Thank you. It's the second location of the Las Vegas Brewing Company, the first of which is located 15 minutes northwest of the Arts District. The new location is projected to be open in January. I just like that they're getting more down there. And anything we can get in the Arts District, go. Let's go with it. Let's try stuff out. Like I, I like that. It feels like we're we're watching the development of it, similar to what we got to see with Tony Shea and, and Fremont East. Like we're getting yeah. to see that. Only this this isn't all dependent on one person right. funneling the money into it, so it should. It's stick charming, around. so. Well, it really is. And you took us through there, I believe. No, no, you know what it was. I uh, I got to go through there on my way from the airport to Main Street Station the night I flew into town and stayed the one night at Main Street Station before uh, Travels Orc. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was hopping. I mean, it was hopping yeah. the the arts district yeah. everywhere i looked there were people out having a good time going from one place to another it was bright it was clean it was just it it looked like a like it's drawing either either a ton of tourists or you locals which i assume it's probably got to be more locals but I, I i i welcome you guys to chime in do the do tourists know about this or do you think this really is a function of locals knowing and enjoying it. I, I would say a percentage of them know it. I, I, I would I would say you're probably looking at, what, 70, 30 of uh, locals to, to visiting guests? 70% guess. locals, 30%? Yeah. I don't know if it's that high yeah. for the locals, but, um, I, I mean, it, it's... I, I'm still surprised at the number of people that aren't familiar with the Arts District when mm-hmm. we kind of start talking with folks. So I, I don't know that it's reached the the tourist uh, clientele a, as much as it, it should. Right. So I do think that, yeah, there's probably a good chunk of that that's locals. I know First Fridays, which is obviously the first Friday of every month, that place is jam-packed. And mm-hmm. that is with locals. Right. So. I, I got to say, I'm almost as excited as you guys uh, that your company's moving to the to the arts district. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be so much fun. You want to talk about, it's been decades since I last atter- uh, attended any work functions. Have them down on Fremont or in the arts district <laughs> and your co-workers are going to get to meet your husband. <laughs> <laughs> Several guests reported that they did not have heat or hot water during their recent stay at Flamingo. Inspectors validated and said complaints while reporting... Validated said complaints. Validated said complaints while reporting that the issues had since been resolved. Yeah, come on, Flamingo. That's that's not good. That's embarrassing. Did I hear um, that at Paris there was an issue last week with uh, some of the the, the sewer system? I thought I did hear something about that, but I don't have the details on it. Okay. I thought it it was like the basement level, so some of the... um, like Some of the properties rooms. have basements. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got to dig underground to put the supports in there. So, right. uh, but it was something like the, I think it was a sewer system that backed up, and some of the restaurants didn't have like access to their storage rooms down there and that kind of stuff. So, Ew. yeah, I, I don't know. I'm surprised it didn't make more of a, a stink, no pun intended, right. than, than it did. Right. Sin City alerts, and if you don't follow them on Twitter, you really should. <laughs> 
shared that police were on the lookout for a person dressed as Super Mario recklessly riding an electric unicycle in and out of traffic through crowds. <laughs> Gotta love Vegas. Oh my God. See, these are the stories that I want. These are the ones nobody got hurt. Yeah, it was just an idiot. Well, and somebody oh, made a so comment that it was kind of like a um, Mario Kart, you know, yes, yes. kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Tony, weren't you the one that said that when we were done with uh, watching the movie at the Sphere, they're like going, now how much do I have to pay you so I can play Mario Kart in here? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. Oh, shit, that would be so... I don't care what you want to charge me. I'm in. Oh, I'm so in. Much how fun. fun that would be. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was announced this week that the new Vanderpump Lounge Pinkies coming to Flamingo in 2024 will not be in the place currently home to Bird uh, Bar. Bird Bar. I don't know why that was so hard for my mouth when those <laughs> words come out. Bird bar. Uh, it, was in, it instead will take over the space formerly home to the Purple Zebra Daiquiri Bar along Las Vegas Boulevard. Oh, my... I, I, I cannot picture where this is. I cannot either, Karen. And especially when you said Las Vegas Boulevard, uh-huh. I was thinking... The Purple Zebra, I think it's uh, right as you walk into the property. Uh, across from the... Um, oh. The Dueling Pianos Bar. No, that's Harris? No, no, that's numb. That's numb. That's not a... Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of Harris. Yeah, you're right. I got it all mixed up. Uh, I don't remember where the Purple Zebra is in... Yeah, uh, in well, and then when you said it was along Las Vegas Boulevard, I thought... And I'm probably mixing up with a different property. I thought the Purple Zebra was, like, towards the back. But maybe I must be thinking of a different property. What's the name of that little bar when you, when you walk in between... Uh, Cromwell and Flamingo? Remember there's one, like, right out, uh, out front, off to the right... Yeah, I don't think that's Purple Zebra. No. I could be wrong. I don't yeah, I don't know. There's apparently a Purple Zebra somewhere in Flamingo, and that's where yeah. it's going. Well, there you go. <laughs> no wonder it didn't make it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Vital Vegas is reporting that Chateau Nightclub at Paris, the rooftop nightclub, will be replaced with a new lounge this fall, which is now, so they might want to get on that. Right. Brought to you by the same people who run Alexa's Beer Park and Cavo Wabo, it will be named Sherry. Yep. Warning, this operator is infamous for charging their CNF fees. Yeah, so as we report to you, we also discourage you from ever patronizing right. it. Rio announced that the Canteen Food Hall will be taking over the space formerly home to the Carnival World Buffet, slated to open in January of 2024. It will feature some first-to-market concepts, including Southland Burrito, Shogun Ramen, Tony Luke's, Tender Crush, Num Num. Nama Nama. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> An Attaboy Burger. I think the Nama is a sushi place. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I just like the name. Yeah. Great. <laughs> right. No, it's good. The trailer for Mark Wahlberg's new movie, The Family Plan, much of which was filmed in and around Las Vegas, is out now. The film itself releases on Apple TV, uh, Apple TV Plus, technically, uh, December 15th. Not sure what this means for any future projects, but this week at James in Las Vegas shared that the land formerly home to the frontier has been paved. Wind Resorts currently owns the land. I don't think that means anything other than they don't want to deal with the dust. Yeah, well, you're in a desert, so that's going to kind of happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, and it does look, when it, if it's an unpaved lot and it's just a dirt lot, that's I agree. kind of an eyesore. I agree. So... It is unclear where it will be installed, but this week a road was named Avenue Fountain Blue. Fountain, Fountain, 
I'm, I'm always going to have that messed up. <laughs> anyway, in related news, progress on washing all the windows is underway. The process will take a month to complete. Wow. I know, right? So you get I'm, done and you just got to start yeah, over Yeah, you just got to start over. <laughs> like, yeah. like, all right, let's head back. It's like a typewriter. You get to the edge and it just yes. reels back. <laughs> it was announced that Vivid Seats will purchase Vegas.com for $240 million. The acquisition is said to allow Vivid Seats to better compete against Ticketmaster and StubHub for event sales in Vegas, which has already established itself as a destination for sports fans. This week, the Fremont Street Experience announced plans for New Year's Eve 2024, which includes live at, well, is this actually New Year's Eve 2023 going into 2024? I had the same problem, but they kept calling it New Year's Eve 2024. Because technically the Eve is still in 2024. Yes. I agree. I completely okay. agree. But I, I wanted to, <laughs> I went by what the article said. Okay. Uh, which include live acts on all three stages featuring Third Eye Blind, Big Gigantic, Black Street, and more. An additional stage will be set up in between Binions and Golden Nugget and hosts dancing, dancing DJs and EDM dueling DJs. Admission will be $50, and the event will be hosted by Mayor Goodman. If I... I, I, I almost contemplated being a part of this, but uh, it, it's it's one thing to, to go to a concert and be, you know, surrounded by so many people, and another where you're bouncing off people just to move from property to property. Yeah, I, I, I will avoid yeah. Fremont like the plague on New Year's Eve. I just don't want to deal with the people. Right. Well, and dancing DJs and EDM dueling DJ sounds just fucking terrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah it's going to be even louder if they're adding a, 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 a stage fourth stage. That to me is excessive. It is when they. I mean, those stages all start. You know, just when you're walking up and they down, start, yeah, they blend into one they're another. They're competing against yeah. each other, which is just it's a bit much. Yeah, agreed. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> Durango Resort announced this week that they are moving their grand opening to December 5th to ensure first-class opening of the property. The most recent earnings calls executives said some of the areas of the property weren't ready in time to properly train staff to provide the level of service it wants for its guests. They've been ahead of everything this whole time. That so. was an aggressive timeline. Yeah, to begin with. And I'm also hearing that they're having a hard time staffing up. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh, yeah. that is too bad. Yeah. Lazy millennials. <laughs> this week, Wynn Resorts announced that they are reducing their free parking option from the first four hours to you will get now three hours for free. Testimony. You know, I we've talked about this before. It to me, it seems like all you're doing is encouraging your guests to just GTFO. Right. Like if I know that I'm there, I only get three hours. I, obviously, if I'm a local, right, like this, this has got to be who they're likely yeah. targeting is, is locals, because if I'm a if I'm a guest, I'm probably either staying on property or I'm, I'm walking to the to the hotel casino. So if I'm a local and I want to go spend my money at um, when I mean, maybe they're not gambling there. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're going to dinner, seeing a movie and then they're going to GTFO. Mm. So three hours is about all the more time they really need to be able to do that. But why not encourage your guests to want to stick around just a little bit longer? Um, and as long as you're playing or eating or seeing a show, we'll validate your ticket for you. I just, I can't, I just don't understand this whole concept of charging for parking. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. It does set, it, it's very similar to when you've got a show to go to. Like if you sit down to dinner, like, uh, hey, we're kind of in a rush and we only got three hours free parking. Right. 
Tuscany announced that they plan to return gaming tables to the casino floor. Plans are to have this transition complete sometime in December. Yay, Tuscany. Vegas Travel News is reporting that Bacon Nation at the D has officially changed their hours of operation to Thursday through Monday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m., dark Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Wait, they're not even open for dinner? Nope. Originally, Bacon Nation was open 24-7. Our advice, go try the reverse BLT while you still can. Yeah, that's... I think the clock might be ticking. That's too bad. That that's, is. That's really too bad. What? Because that used to be a... Re, I mean, for the short amount of time that it's been open, but there's no really good 24-hour food option in uh, in Fremont. Nope. You know, I, I know you can go get... No offense to the folks who just fucking love the Coney Dogs. Um... But outside of the Coney Dogs or eating at that little, um, uh, that little kind of greasy spoon diner inside Binion's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I believe is 24 hours, I'm not really sure where else to go unless you're going to head over to like Four Queens to eat at the Subway outlet place yeah. that they've got. Yeah. So that's too bad. That's really too bad. But uh, great, great catch, uh, Karen, that they're not even offering dinner anymore. That's... That does not give me fill me with a lot of um, you know. Then we've hope. we've eaten there several times. The food has always been good. The service the biggest is just, issue oh. consistently since it opened has been service. It almost seems like it's getting worse. Either that, or we're just getting less patient. I don't know. I mean, they're just they're just slow. And I I would say this. You know, a lot of times I've observed that the you know the, the waitresses have a huge section and a large number of tables that they have to cover, which I think mm-hmm. is. The biggest driver of it, however, I ate uh, sitting at the bar the one time, and I can't even tell you how many staff people completely walked by me and did not acknowledge me, did not say, oh, can I at least get you something to drink? Like, nothing. It took forever. I was so aggravated. I was, like, literally this close to getting up and just walking out. Yeah. So. I remember having, not, not. With with the bar, but having similar experience the last time we went, where it's just like, come on, man, just acknowledge that I'm here. Yeah. You know, something. Sin City Alerts shared that casino security on the strip responded to a disturbance report of a group of intoxicated subjects swimming in the closed pool area. <laughs> the caller said she could hear them from her room, and they were all naked and being loud. <laughs> See, now you're just now, now you're being a tattletale because it sounds exactly. like sounds like those people are having a good time, and you're 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 getting off my lawn. Yeah, but pool season now they're crazy. It's too cold, <laughs> right? <laughs> like the polar bear, right? Work appears to be finally underway at the El Portel in downtown Las Vegas. Based on the construction wall advertisements, they appear to be building a Dave & Buster's, but with the name, quote, in the game. No word when the project will be complete. I think that's El Portal. And I... I this is on. this is the one that's kind of in the middle, like it used to be a theater? Yeah. Okay. Why did I think something else was going in there? Because uh, there's been many things, as we just said. Uh, I don't know, I guess I didn't say it in here. It, it's had many... Possible suitors. Remember, they're supposed to have a Wahlburgers at one point. Right, right. They're supposed to have a Taco Bell canti- cantina, cantina and another one. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah. In a move either celebrating F1 or mocking it, Pink Box Donuts has created a series of poo-looking donuts for F1. <laughs> Ew. I know, right? They've had them for a while. I think they're, they're gross. I don't want to eat a donut that looks like a piece of poo. <laughs> no. It's ridiculous. 
I don't know. People are stupid. It worked in uh, Caddyshack when <laughs> Bill Murray discovered it was just a baby root. <laughs> oh, Johnny Klepto is reporting that the Jonas Brothers have partnered with the Sphere to create an exosphere to look like what the year 3000 might look like. The display will run every 30 minutes beginning at 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Thursday through Monday. Inside the venue will feature holograms of the Jonas Brothers performing the concert along with a new Coke drink named Y3000 Zero Sugar. That's promoting the concept. Promoting the concept, not performing the concert. (laughs) I mean, mine makes way more sense. (laughs) I think they already have the hologram technology outside of the, uh, the theater, so... At Vegas Issues is reporting that Bellagio has turned off the music for the Fountain Show due to the F1 boxes. What an F1 box is was not explained. Yeah, do you have any idea what they could be I'm talking about? I'm assuming it's something built into the grandstands. Okay. I, I don't know what else it could be. Right. That makes sense. All right, that's going to do it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Brought to you by Vegas.com is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up, Black Crows are performing at the Pearl at Palm uh, Friday and Saturday, February 9th and 10th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at 60 bucks. Scorpions are returning to Vegas in a short-term residency at Backed Theater at Planet Hollywood with select dates starting Thursday, April 11th through May 3rd. Show start at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $80. This one was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> New Edition is performing a short-term residency at Encore starting February 28th, then for select dates till March 9th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $380. Hmm. And those are those are the cheap seats. If you if you'd like something uh, closer, they were going for a grand. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like I, I really want to see them, but not not $380 worth. That's and lastly. Jeff Dunham announced multiple dates for the Backed Theater at Planet Hollywood in 2024, starting March 24th through December 8th. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $89. Karen is you a guys fan. saw him, didn't you? Yeah, we've oh, seen yeah. him twice. I've seen him a couple times. Would you say that he, he uses uh, Vegas to, like, refine oh, absolutely. his show? Yeah, okay. Yeah. He, Before the, he goes on tour. Couple, That's what it kind of feels like he does. The couple times that we've seen him, um, there was actually one, I remember specifically, like, he had an assistant off stage um, and he would he would run a joke and either it would land or it didn't and he would kind of yell over to, the, to his assistant going all right scratch that one off that one's not going to work or hey that was really funny write that one down so yeah right. no he, he definitely uses it to to tweak stuff so he, he tries a lot of things that's cool yeah which is is fun so I, I would love to go see him again yeah well, you know what? They start on March 24th, and I do believe if I go back and look at the uh, news for, this is me vamping real quick, the news for, didn't we say March 23rd is when they're doing the uh, Wizard of Oz? Oh, right. Yeah. Right? So we come out and we'll do Wizard of Oz one day, and then we'll go do Jeff Dunham the next day. There you go. Yeah, 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 like yeah March 23rd. All right, well, put that down as a tentative idea, because I kind of like that. Okay, talk, mm-hmm. talk with the missus. Great. 
Don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. Like the five communal cards you get in a game of Texas Hold'em, the river can have anything turn up. So is our river segment. And this week we have listener feedback, in particular a PayPal donation from a phenomenal human being. Yes, we do. So, uh, Tim writes, Hey, 360 team, sending a karma donation for an upcoming four-day trip to Vegas. My wife is attending a conference, and I could not let her go alone. What a, what a stand-up I'm guy. I'm a supportive right That's husband. That's a husband. That's a husband. <laughs> That's right. Looking forward to checking some stuff off the list and having dinner with some friends. You know who you are. And that is from Tim and Kimberly. Putting your needs uh, 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 or someone else's needs ahead of yours is really, really what... Because uh, his wife needs companionship being in <laughs> Vegas, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trust I me. I know how, how having a tag-along companion when you have a conference is not necessarily the most helpful thing. As we have discussed on this show. When he's coming in the room at 5 a.m. and you're just about to wake up from your alarm? Yeah. Not anymore. Now now we're in complete opposites. Yeah, now we are. But I'm not doing conferences. Right. Right. Well, and well played, Tim, calling it the 360 team. Um, Because (laughs) if you don't put our names in any particular order, you can't be yelled at by the the person who's listed third. (laughs) That was smart. That was smart. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 462. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. You get premium and exclusive content when you subscribe to our show at patreon.com slash 360vegas and get 360vegas shirts, mugs, and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com slash 360vegas. If you'd like to send some feedback, much like our buddy Tim did, please email Mark over to uh, 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I'm at 360vegastony. Karen. I'm at 360vegaskaren. He just told you where you can find me, so until next time. Yeah.